really quick. This video is stories about clowns. Creepy clown stories. Uh, viewer discretion advised, if that wasn't enough for you. And if you have a story you want to send my way, go to asktheravendreams.com slash submit, or check them links down below. And of course, thank you. Several years ago, my wife, our daughter, and I were invited to a birthday party. It was a friend of ours' first child, and being that they were pretty well off, they always went all out on these parties. They would rent out a place, they would supply all the food and drinks, and they would usually hire a few different entertainment vendors, like a DJ, a bounce house, and, you guessed it, clowns. The kid was maybe about five or six at the time, so I suppose they may have been interested in them, but upon getting there, they definitely seemed more interested in playing dress-up. It was supposed to be a princess-slash-ball style, so there were a ton of kids in big dresses and suits. The party wasn't too bad, though. It was at a community center, and, as expected, they had different foods and snacks, all served in the fake painted silver plastic wear, to make it look royal, I suppose. The clown, of course, was then dressed to be more like a jester. He was doing silly stunts and magic tricks, as well as balloon animals and crowns. The kids seemed entertained for a while, and then they would lose interest. He did well at keeping character, even when the kids weren't aware. He walked around and offered balloons to the kids, he'd help them up the blow-up slide, and he even casually talked with us. He didn't give off any weird vibes, either. Anything borderline weird-like, when a kid hurt their leg, or when another's dress got caught on something, he would have a parent come over to help. Definitely seemed like an up-and-up kind of guy, and we even mentioned it to our friends. Mackenzie actually said that she had been referred to this guy by other people in her area that had used him before, and all with great reviews other than those complaining he didn't have enough balloon animal options. She decided to go with him. As the party was ending, kids were beginning to get tired and some were cranky and crying, so I walked out back to smoke while my wife talked with the others. As I was walking out, I saw the clown leaning against a crappy old car, smoking as well. Again, the guy deals with kids all day for a living, so... I can't say I blame him. I walked over to him, and we started talking a bit. I thanked him, and he commented that they were some of the better-behaved kids that he's ever worked with. I don't know where the conversation devolved from there, but we got on the topic of careers. So, I took a shot and asked him why he chose to be a clown. I remember him just staring at me for a minute, and making a comment along the lines of, you seem like a truthful guy. And he just kind of stared at me a little longer. He then looked away and said something about, it's the job on the books. I didn't know what he meant by that, so I just laughed and he stared at me. Now it had felt awkward, so 
I just shrugged and said, yeah, of course. Finally, he laughed too and made a comment about how, I knew you'd get it. You have a family to take care of, so you'd do whatever you needed to for them, right? So, I agreed. I don't know what I did or said to make him trust me, but from there, he just started unloading. He started talking about how it started with him working at the post office with his mother after he got out of jail for possession. His mom made him get a job since he was going to be living with her. He started learning, as he put it, business and government politics. And he hated how they were so strict on things you could and couldn't do there. He hated how much they took out in taxes, so he started doing his own little research. He started asking questions on forums, researching, and even started his own website to post his own blog. This got him into what I'm just going to call as conspiracies. He said he learned about the different types of taxes that were taken out, and he wanted to know what they were used for. That's when he found the wrong forums for answers. He learned that the money goes to the government on the checks, but it actually goes to the NSA to fund their experiments and operations. Stunned at how well he held in the crazy and trying not to laugh, I just asked what he meant by operations. He stopped and looked around at first, and then said that there are people around us who aren't as they appear to be. Again, I asked what he meant by that. He then started talking about how when someone seems different, like when they don't remember important details like memories, dates, names, or when someone looks just different enough, like their eyes were green and now they appear brown, he said that's when the NSA snatches people up, brainwashes them to become their drone, and then releases them back into the public to continue life as normal. I asked why they would do this, and his reasoning was to spy on us. He said they do this so that they have inconspicuous people around to see where people are making money and how much. That way they could adjust taxes or add new tax bills. Or to see if someone's a threat to their operation or experiments and to see if they need to be taken out. So what does all this have to do with being a clown? He said that way, the government could see how much money he's making and do what they want with it while he ran his website and video channel on how to stay safe and then gave lessons that he charged for, products that he sold, and took donations, which is where he made his real money. That way, they also couldn't trace his purchases. He even continued to live with his mom so he didn't need a high-paying job, and he just paid his mom for rent. All this just tossed at me to a guy that seemed completely sane, playing around with kids. I took one more shot and asked him how he knew about any of this, and what made him think it was real. He then handed me a piece of cardstock with some name and website written on it. He said he didn't want to pay for business cards, as that would then be on public record, and this was to be kept more underground. All he would tell me is that he was just a regular old Joe Schmo, 
and that's what was written on the card. Great. He then said I should check it out, as he had better information on it, and great packages on how to check your home for any bugs or wires, or how to check your friends and family without giving yourself away. I started putting the card away when my wife walked out and asked me to help inside. I agreed, and started wrapping up with this Joe, when he asked me if I had noticed anything different about my wife. I told him no. He told me to keep an eye out, as they're typically the first ones to go. Women, that is, because they're easier to abduct. So I told him I would keep an eye out, thanked him, and started walking back in, to which he shouted, I'll check in with you later, and I nodded at him. I didn't notice until I was back inside what he had actually said. I didn't give him any of my information. Thinking he just thought he did, I let it go. What I did not let go, though, was telling Mackenzie. I don't know if he should be around kids, or really even people. What if he suspected someone at a party? What would he try to do then? She said she was going to report it, but that's about all I knew. However, our interactions wouldn't stop there. I started noticing this guy a few times during the next couple days. He'd be sitting in his car, smoking, just watching me leave work, my kids' school, and even my home. I didn't tell my wife because I didn't want to freak her out, but my wife noticed him outside of our house. I was pissed and scared. I didn't know what he was thinking about doing. My wife said she was going to call the police, but I went out there to confront him. I don't remember what all I said, but I just remember becoming even angrier because he was just smiling at me. His reasoning was that he spilled a lot of information to me and didn't go through the proper steps to make sure I was really trustworthy, so we had to follow up. He was obviously able to find out who I was and all about me, which was terrifying, but he said I had been cleared and they wouldn't ever see him again in person. Then he left. The cops did show up, and we gave as much information as possible. I didn't even have the card anymore as I thought it was just BS, so I threw it away. I will say, I never saw him again after that. No threats, no calls, just never saw him. I don't know whatever happened to him, but the number McKinsey used to book him at didn't work anymore either. I know this happened several years ago, but I always think about this whenever I notice someone doesn't remember something that they very well should. This was something that recently came back into my mind that happened in the 2000s, I believe. There was one place that me and my sibling loved to go as a kid. The place where your parents wouldn't tell you until you got there, so you didn't pass out in the car from excitement. Oh, the joy of going to Chuck E. Cheese. I shudder at the thought of going there or taking my own kid there now, but it was a blast as a child. For those that don't know what it is, it's like a child arcade place. Tons of small arcade games that you win tickets from for prizes, 
cheap pizza, and if you're lucky, you can see the animatronic show of the band on the stage, or Chuck, the mouse himself, walking around in the crowd. Now, there was also an occasional clown that would be there, walking around making balloon animals for kids. It appeared like they may have been hired for parties and other times. They were just there for exposure. Some of them just had a goofy vest on with a wig and a nose. Some of them went full on with the suit, the shoes, the makeup. I was just happy to get the balloon animals. There was one clown, though, that I did not care for. I think he called himself Patches. He always came in and immediately let his presence be known by playing a kazoo. Some kids loved it, but the parents not so much. He'd always walk around to the kids playing the games and ask normal questions like, Hey, what's your name? How old are you? What's your favorite animal? Your favorite color? Etc. Then he would make the balloon animals for us. All of it seemed normal, but he would also be very hands-on. He would high-five us, hug us. When the band was playing, he'd hold our hands and dance in a circle to it. It didn't take long for me, though, to become uncomfortable with him. Something about him it was very off. We learned about safety and things like that in school, and, at least in my kid mind, I felt like I was smart enough to know better or to know when something was wrong. I was the oldest of four kids, so I felt like I had to protect my little sisters and brother. When he would show up, I would go play a game nearby so I was close to them and just watched. He would talk to all the other kids, make them balloons, and I noticed that he would hug the girls and give the boys high fives, unless they tried to hug him. But it wasn't the same as when he hugged the girls. It was a quick one-hand pat on the back, but the girls, it was both arms wrapped around them for several uncomfortable seconds. And that was one of the reasons I didn't really like him. He did that to me, and his hand always sat on my lower back, way too low for where a strange clown should have his hands. There were times where it got really uncomfortable, and unfortunately, it got to my little sister as well. It was a Saturday night, and since we were going to be back to school in about a week, our parents took us there. Unfortunately, Patches was already there when we arrived. I asked if we could sit in the booth closest to the play area so that our parents could see us too. Thankfully, they agreed. We ordered our pizza, and then we got to go play while we waited. For a while, he kept his distance, but just kept looking over at us and waving. His grin was... creepy. It almost made me want to cry... My youngest brother and sister loved him, and my other sister seemed to be a bit standoffish about him, so at least I knew she wouldn't proactively approach him. He did eventually make his way over toward us, as my sister yelled for him wanting a balloon. So, he did his little dance over to us, and started making her a balloon. While doing this, he looked over at me and asked me what I wanted, and called me a princess. Gross. 
I said I didn't want one, and he made a quick pouty face, and then continued talking to my sister. When he finished, he then leaned down to her and said, For you, my princess. She grabbed it from him, said thank you, and then he held out his arm for a hug. At this point, my brother had come up to me asking for more tokens, so I was distracted. After I handed him some, I looked back over to see this damn clown patting my sister on her butt. A six-year-old. I saw my sister start to pull back, and she looked like she was about to cry. I know I was just a kid myself, but I tried pushing him back and grabbed my sister really quick and walked off. Patches didn't make an attempt to apologize or explain himself, and just waved at us and smiled. I noticed my brother playing a game, so I immediately grabbed him and walked back to our booth where our parents and my other sister were. My mom immediately noticed something was wrong and started asking us what had happened. I didn't want to upset my sister more, so I remember whispering to my mom what I had just seen, and her expression quickly changed. She made us sit in the booth grabbed my dad and whispered something to him, to which he immediately started looking around. I had never been afraid of my father, but the look he had scared me. He started walking towards the games when my mom hollered for him to get an employee instead. At this point, my sister started crying and I was trying to calm her down when our pizza got called. My mom shouted for the employee that was at the prize counter nearby, and she immediately started telling her what had happened. My dad, however, was already raising his voice at this clown, as he gathered his stuff, calmly like nothing ever happened. It was a mess after that. A manager came out, was trying to get the clown to leave, all the while still trying to act like everything was fine. I remembered my dad grabbing this guy and nearly throwing him out of the place. The employees did call the police, and we did file a report, but Patches apparently left before they had gotten there. I had no idea what happened at that point on, or if they ever caught him though. I learned later that he had whispered in my sister's ear something about taking her home with him, and between that and groping her, she started getting scared. However, many years later, when we were over at my parents' for some kind of get-together, we started talking about weird and creepy things that happened to us, or things that we thought were creepy as a kid, and this was brought up. My mom looked uncomfortable at first, but my sister told my mom that she was okay, she was past it, and that it didn't bother her anymore. My dad said that the reason my mom seemed upset was because of the aftermath. Turns out, Patches came up in the news at some point while we were still kids. He was caught doing something similar to another little girl, but was actually arrested for it. He ended up taking his own life while in custody, and when they searched his home, they found even worse evidence. This guy was definitely a predator and it really bothered my parents for a long time that we had been around him. None of us blame our parents, of course, it wasn't their fault, and he tried avoiding the parents as well. I wish I would have spoken up sooner, though. Who knows what that could have done. 
the kicker to all of this was when I learned that Gacy went by Patch as the Clown too. <laughs> of all names for this person to choose from, that's what the sick bastard went with. Safe to say, my family is firmly anti-clown. This story takes place a long time ago, way back before anyone had a cell phone or the internet, back when I was just a seven-year-old girl. For the record, I'm currently in my 50s, so if you can do the math, you'll know about when this took place. I'm not going to give out my city, just know that I lived in a state in the northwestern part of the U.S., and the city that I lived in at the time was fairly small town USA. Back when I was a kid, our town was fairly quiet, and this was the age where everything got passed by word of mouth, both good and bad, and pretty much everyone knew the business of everyone else. The other part of that, and like I just said, our town was quiet. The worst offense I can recall from when I was a kid was the one time my brother got caught trying to steal candy from the local convenience store. I really don't recall much more going on as far as criminal activity goes. Anyways, I'm a bit off topic. Around my seventh birthday, there were rumors that were going through the neighborhood, mostly my friends my age, that one of the men that worked at the church was going to start up an ice cream van. I had no idea what this was at first. He was basically the pioneer for this idea in our small town, but when I learned that it was pretty much a van that people sold ice cream out of, I was ecstatic. It sounded super exciting to be able to get ice cream at any point in time, so long as he was in the area. So... The day finally arrived when the ice cream truck would be making the rounds through our neighborhoods, and I was overwhelmed with joy when I heard the bell sound coming from the van. Well, that is, until the van stopped and the back door opened up, revealing that there was a second man in the vehicle. The driver? He was a youth pastor. I knew exactly who he was. The person giving out the ice cream was someone I didn't recognize, and what's worse, he was dressed like a clown. He had the fake red hair, the red nose, and that horrifying face paint. I honestly wanted nothing to do with him, but my older brother pushed me forward and basically made me order something. I don't remember what it was, but I remember I was legitimately terrified of this man and he could tell. He kept giving me this disgusting smile, and kept asking me what was wrong. Thinking back on it, honestly, just gives me the chills. Anyways, that's not the story, that's just some background to establish who this clown was, both literally and metaphorically. As the summer went on, he drove around the neighborhood pretty much every single day, some kids were crazy for his ice cream, but I wasn't. Every time he stopped by and I was in the area, he would try to be nice to me. He would try to talk to me, and it was pretty clear that he was trying to get me to be less scared of him. It wasn't really working, 
The day that this whole situation took place was sometime in the second week of school being back in session. Because we were all in school during the day, the truck would drive around later in the afternoon. On this particular day, I remember I was walking home from school, and I was genuinely feeling sick. Like, I was going to throw up sick. I was taking slow steps down the sidewalk to get home, which wasn't too far, but when you're feeling like that, a few blocks can feel like miles. Then, I remember hearing that bell ring right beside me, to the point that it made me almost jump out of my skin. I looked up and I saw the ice cream van literally right next to me. In the driver's seat was that clown man, and he was staring right at me with a grin on his face. The next thing I can recall is him parking and walking around the front of the van over to where I was standing, which I remember thinking that this was weird. If he was trying to sell his ice cream, why was he outside of his van? And why did he walk over to my side? And lastly, where was the youth pastor? He leaned down and asked if I was okay. I told him that I was feeling like I was going to get sick and that I wanted to get home. I remember the smile that seriously spread across his face. And then he told me that he would drive me home. I think I told him no, but the whole situation went so quickly that it's hard to say. I just remember him saying that, and then the next second, I was sitting in his passenger seat. Next thing that really sticks out in my mind, we drove past my street. I remember saying, hey, I live over there, and him saying that he had to stop and get gas before he drove me home. Thinking back, obviously he was lying, but being seven at the time, it made sense, I guess. I was definitely panicking some, but I wasn't freaking out. I just remember I was seriously feeling sick and wanting to get to bed. Thankfully, this kidnapping did take a quick turn, and being sick was what actually saved me. I told him that I needed to go to the bathroom when we got to the station, because I felt like I was going to throw up. When I said this, I remember him saying something like, don't you puke all over my van, and then quickly making a turn off of the road. He actually did pull up to a gas station convenience store and parked, telling me to go to the restroom and then come right back. I got out, and as soon as I did, I remember puking all over the parking lot of the store. My saving grace in this situation was that this was the store that my brother and his friends liked to hang around the same one where he got caught stealing. Thankfully, he was actually there with one of his pals, and he happened to walk out around the time I was throwing up. I remember him just saying, Sherry? How did you get here? And then I pointed to the van with the clown. I'm not going to lie and say that I remember the conversation between my older brother and the ice cream truck driver, because I don't. I was just sitting on the ground near a pile of vomit and crying my eyes out saying I wanted to go home. I remember the driver gunning it out of the lot, and I remember my brother picking me up and putting me in his car. 
and then him asking me a bunch of questions about the clown man. I told him that he said he was going to take me home, and then he drove by the house and said he needed to get gas. Then I told him I was going to get sick, and he panicked, and he pulled into the store's parking lot. The conversation that I had with my parents about this, and then the police when they called them to report the attempted kidnapping, was terrifying to me. I remember being scared out of my mind, thinking that I did something wrong and that I was going to get into trouble for all of this. In the end, I don't know if they ever arrested him. I would think that they could have because of how many witnesses there were to me getting out of the van, but it would have been hard to get criminal charges to stick. I do know that the ice cream van never came down our road again, and for that I'm pretty thankful. I think the lesson here, for anyone that's listening, you should never, ever, ever trust a clown driving an ice cream truck. So that was three absolutely horrifying skin-crawling clown stories. I freaking hate clowns. That's all I have to say. So if you enjoyed this video and would like more content like this, please hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Leave me a comment letting me know what your thoughts on this video are. Not clowns, because I hate clowns. Please, no clowns. No clowns. First person to leave a clown emoji will get banned from my channel. That's a joke. I won't ban you, but please don't. Anyways. Um, yeah. So just wanted to say to everybody, uh, thank you for watching the video, letting me use your stories, submitting your stories. And really quick, if you're still listening at this point, then you'll uh, know that here soon, as soon as I hit 5,000 subscribers, I will be doing a giveaway. I will be doing a poster and merch giveaway. I have two posters on hand that I need to give to somebody, and I may potentially buy a couple people some t-shirts of my merch from my merch store. So, if you're interested, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you watch the videos, make sure you're paying attention because it's going to happen soon. 5k subs, that's the big number, just saying. All that said, friends, I love y'all. And I hope you have a beautiful weekend. And please, for the love of God, no clowns. And also, you know, do that whole thing that I say to do, which is uh, sleep well.